All right, guys, we are back. We are back again. It has been a minute. It's been dealing with some stuff. Got some COVID-related issues. I actually got the damn COVID, and that was kind of sucky. Um, but we're back at it again, and this time we are going to dig into Spider-Man No Way Home, y'all. First off, um, saw it last night, well, yesterday afternoon, around 4 o'clock. And I guess I'll just start off right away by saying this movie is amazing. We're not going to go too in detail into it. This will be a short cast uh, pod today as I want to have a, a good conversation with my buddy, the Party Panda. Um, go a little bit more in depth. He's feeling a little under the weather, but I wanted to get some content out tonight. Um, so we're just going to get into my favorite moments and then we'll do a follow up uh, conversation around the movie um, with the party panda, see how what he thought about it, what his favorite moments were, and kind of just have a discussion on what the future of Spider-Man in the MCU and at Sony uh, looks like. So let's kind of jump right in here and uh, get this started. Let's do it. All right, y'all. So we keep the same theme here. As you guys know, the movie is called No Way Home. Um, Sony and Marvel are keeping that home uh, theme for this trilogy. i I kind of feel like that was, this will be the last home thing that we get and it'll be something new for their next installments. But um, the movie starts off, you know, right where we left off on the second one, which is really cool. I love it when movies do that. John Wick does that very well as well. Um, but it picks up where, where J. Jonah Jameson has outed Spider-Man with the Mephisto video, right where um, Spider-Man 2... Uh, what do we call it? Spider-Man Far From Home ended uh, with MJ getting dropped off by Peter and him looking at that news article. So it starts off right there, which is really cool for me as we didn't get no time in between or don't have to wonder like what happened since the moment that he was outed. So that's really cool. Um, we get some cool swinging through the city there early. I'm not going to review the whole movie here again. We're going to have a deeper conversation, um, but we're definitely going to talk about some spoilers. So starting right now, y'all, if the spoilers are things you do not want to hear, turn away because I'm about to spoil one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things in the movie early on that happens right away, as well as um, something we've been guessing at that was probably going to happen anyway. So it's not a huge surprise, but it is. it will spoil a, a really cool moment in the movie. So you've been warned. Three, two, one. The first moment of this film that is a super crowd pleaser clapping in the theater was the arrival of Matt Murdock in the MCU. So if you've been watching Hawkeye, um, you kind of already knew this was coming. We've guessed at it. Uh, spoiler for Hawkeye, Kingpin is, has been shown in the last episode. So if a Kingpin is repraised um, from the Netflix series, then you knew for sure uh, Charlie Cox, I believe his name, was going to come and show up. His moment is amazing. I'm not going to spoil what happens, but dude, this happens maybe 10 minutes into the movie. And when it does happen, I was so excited. I turned to my buddy, Zach, and I'm like, the movie can end right now. And I would be pleased knowing that Daredevil, not just Daredevil in general, but the Daredevil from the Netflix series has been introduced to the MCU. At that moment, I was super geeked. I was like, all right, let's go. As the movie went on and the movie ended, I'm walking out 
and he mentioned Daredevil, and the movie was so good that that was my favorite moment 10 minutes in. By the end of the movie, I had forgotten he was even in the movie. That's how amazing this movie is, y'all. You have to get out there and see it. So, um, no matter what was happening in the world and the denial from Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, the two Spider-Mans are definitely in the movie. They're not just camos. They are legit in it, uh, which is amazing. So, the premise of the movie, if you don't know by now, is Peter's been outed. It's affecting his life. It's affecting his family, his friends, MJ. They can't get into college. So, he goes to Doctor Strange and basically asks him to help everyone forget that he's Spider-Man. But he messes with the spell because he wants certain people to remember. This causes... um, Folks from the multiverse, from other universes, to be pulled into the MCU's universe. Because the spell ends up being anyone that knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker before should still know. So the spell gets messed up and now all your favorite villains from previous Spider-Man movies come out. I had a cool moment um, after the flick that we'll get to uh, here as well, but... So you have Toby Spider-Man and his villains. So you have the Green Goblin. You have Sandman um, in the movie, uh, which is really cool. And you have Dr. Octopus, which to me was one of the best villains in that trilogy. So um, from the Amazing Spider-Man, you have the Lizard. You have Electro. And uh, who else was there? Am I missing a villain? Electro, the lizard. I think that's it. And, uh, yeah. So, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things for one Spider-Man to to handle. So, the spell gets messed up. They all come in, blah, blah, blah. That also brings in the other universes, Peter Parker's, a couple of them anyways, Toby and Andrew. So, confession time, and it might be a very unpopular opinion, Andrew Garfield is my favorite live-action Spider-Man. I think he was shorted out on a trilogy because Disney got involved and went in a new direction, a younger direction. Tom Holland is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love Tom Holland. But they're different. I think this movie does a really good job at showing you Peter Parker at different points in in his Spider-Man career. You have Tobey Maguire is an older Spider-Man. He's hurting. His back hurts. He's a little slower He's a veteran. He understands more. He's gone through more than the other two. Then you have Andrew Garfield now post Gwen Stacy's death. And they talk about, he talks about how after that happened, he stopped pulling his punches. He was rageful. I'm so mad that we didn't get to see the amazing Spider-Man 3 because that would have been amazing how he dealt, especially if that's the direction they were going into, how that death consumed him and and enraged him and how he handled it really right and now you have tom holland who is the younger spider-man to an extent he might be a little more experienced than the rest because he's in the mcu he's talked he's fought with the avengers he's met more heroes um for sure than than toby and garfield's uh spider-man have but he's still young he's a lot younger you can feel it right like they all three of them started in high school around the same time, kind of like seniors, but it feels different. And I think that was kind of the point when when Sony and Marvel rebooted 
um, Spider-Man and brought Tom Holland in is so that he can grow with the robe. And now seeing them all on screen, dude, there are so many moments where I just got the chills, man. When they first came out, I was like, yo, this is amazing. I'm, again, I'm not going to spoil everything, but they come on screen and the interaction between Toby's Peter Parker and Andrew's Peter Parker is, is just, it's cool. It's funny. Something that you probably never thought was going to happen 20 plus years ago when Spider-Man came out. And Spider-Man 2 revolutionized what a superhero movie could be. Um, still probably stands as one of the best superhero movies of all time. Um, Spider-Man 2 was amazing. We can kind of forget about Spider-Man 3, but a lot of villains came from that movie, especially some of the ones in, in this flick. But that interaction was amazing. You see them interacting in a lab, which is super cool. You have veteran Peter who has done things... Andrew Garfield with the lab coat, who's more of that nerdy Peter Parker, um, and compared to the rest of them, with you know within the movies, cool moments. Um, one of the things I will spoil is in that conversation when you guys when they're talking in the lab and trying to get through some of the things. A cool moment is they're talking about Ned asked the two the two Peters. So do you guys have a best friend? And their answer really is like, yeah, we do. You know, he tried to kill us. And there was both of their answers. So now Ned's like, you know, all right, you know what, Peter? I promise I'm never going to turn evil and, and try to kill you. So that was a cool moment that we will get back to towards the next couple minutes here. Outside of that, one of the coolest moments, um, well, there's a couple moments. In the lab is one. At the Statue of Liberty is another. They acknowledge what happened in the other Spider-Man movies. They acknowledge... Tobey Maguire's um, bio web shooters that come out of his wrist. And it's not just an acknowledgement. It is a full-blown conversation about it, which is amazing. It's just it's too cool to, like, have them talking. Like, well, why is it different? Like, does it come out of anywhere? It's just, it was just a cool moment. And then you have, you know, the fight where all three of them have to work together, but they really don't know how, so they have to lean on Tom Holland's Spider-Man as he is more of a team player compared to the other two because he's worked with the Avengers. He's worked with Tony Stark. He's worked now with Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange is a big part of the movie to begin with and to end, but he's missing throughout the entire middle, and I think that's for the better because it really gives... Um, Holland and Zendaya, a good opportunity to kind of shine, along with Ned to an extent. Uh, but they do a really good job. One of the reasons I liked Amazing Spider-Man the best as, a, as the movies, even though there are some questionable decisions there, especially Rhino, can somebody talk about Rhino? Um, was the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma. Um, you can kind of feel it. and I mean, they were dating at some point too, but but it was like, it felt real. It felt like a connection to it. Even re-watching these movies before No Way Home came out, I, I decided to watch all seven of the Spider-Man movies to kind of lead up to this. And just it just felt more emotional to me. And I, I, I kind of gravitated towards that. In this movie, you finally get that feeling between um, MJ and... And Peters and Daya and Holland, uh, which is really cool. They get that, those moments to really shine and and show that chemistry and that love within the MCU, which is really cool. The villains, 
Uh, really cool. William DeVoe as the Green Goblin killed it, y'all. He did an amazing, phenomenal job. It was really cool. Alfred uh, Molina, I think his name is Doc Ock. Amazing. Another really good job. I give this movie um, super props. Probably one of my favorite superhero movies of all time at this time. It has an Endgame Infinity War type feel to it. It's not as... I mean, the multiverse collapsing in on itself is an Avengers level threat. But just having Peter be the one that's having to deal with it. Doctor Strange is there at the end as well. Kind of trying to mitigate some of the the extra that's going on and ultimately, you know, helping them end it. But so cool to have those interactions between, between them after they lean on Tom Holland to figure out how to fight as a team. Dude, my, my spider senses, my Peter tingles were going off because that scene and you'll see it. You're, you that superhero pose scene between the three Spider-Man and how those fights happen to kind of climax the movie is so cool and so well done. They did a great job. My biggest fear going into this movie was actually the same fear I had going into Spider-Man 3, um, Toby's Spider-Man 3, and that was there's too many villains. You have the Hobgoblin, Green Goblin, Harry, whatever you want to call him at that time. You had Sandman. Um, it was just... It was too packed. You had Venom. There's too much going on. Like, And I was like, man, I don't know how they're going to do this. Let me be one of the first to tell you. The inclusion and incorporation of all of these characters is the strength of No Way Home. Like, It is what makes this movie amazing. One thing that happened to me at the theater, which I'll share with you guys now, is... So I go to the bathroom after the movie's over, and... Man, Spider-Man's the most popular superhero in the world. Between Spider-Man and Batman, you guys probably already know this by now. It's just, it's just a cash cow. That's why Sony will never give up the rights to these movies. They'll keep pumping them out, try to figure out ways to, to make more money out of them. So I'm in the bathroom, and there's kids in there. Maybe, I don't know, there's an eight-year-old-ish and a couple of, like, early teens. And they're talking in that. And it just made me feel really old because one of the things that, that they're saying is like, that Green Goblin guy, like, would just he just looked old. And I realized as cool of a moment as this was to see the three different eras of Spider-Man, there's an entire generation that's grown up on the MCU, MCU that has never seen Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 and maybe never seen Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Like, I was just like, oh my God, first off, I'm old as hell. <laughs> and it's just crazy how like, that's just crazy to me. Over 20 years ago, Spider-Man came out. And it's like, oh my, I was a teen. I was their age when that movie came out. It's just crazy to me how it all kind of times ties in. So earlier I mentioned, um, I watched all seven before the movie. One thing I want to talk about with the party panda, because I know that he didn't. Um, did that impact my reaction to the movie versus his? I went to the movie with my buddy Zach. He just watched the MCU movies again before going to the theater. And he loved it. He gave it a 4.99 out of 5. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um, 
almost a five. The only reason I, I'm not going to give it five is because I don't ever want to give perfect scores. But this movie has climbed up my list of not just all-time favorite Marvel movies or comic book movies, but this might be one of my all-time favorite movies, period. Like, And it's because of that, that, the ambition of this. Like, The MCU and Marvel did a great job of showing us what an interconnected universe could look like with movies, so much so that everyone's trying to copy it. This movie, though, acknowledging the existence of the multiverse in the MCU, because we've seen it in Loki, we've seen it in other moments, it's been mentioned, but actually bringing those characters into our world is is a giant moment. It's a giant moment having the three Spider-Men in the same movie, not just as camos, because it's not just a two-minute thing. Like, they work on formulas, they work on cures, they formulate a plan. The entire climax of the movie, all three of them are fighting alongside each other to get this done. Um, Just absolutely and utterly amazing. Like, the world knew it would be cool, but I don't think you knew how cool it would be to see these three characters on screen together absolutely amazing uh there's a couple other moments that are cool i'm gonna leave some of this stuff from my conversation with the panda um because that would be cool but i want to tell you guys four and a half out of five almost five can't do it just because i never do perfect scores climbed up the list y'all my favorite mcu movie is and probably what man i might have to switch it i don't know it's close the winter soldier is my favorite but this this y'all is on another level it, it's it's so cool. Like the fights are amazing. There's multiple fights. There's loss. I'm not like I said. I'm not spoiling everything. Um, there is some loss that's gonna affect you know you um, on an emotional level. Uh, there there's a lot of things. The crossovers are interesting. We've seen it on TV a lot, but at the cinema level it's it's rarely done especially at this magnitude across different eras of a character um but i think it was done so well more and more people are going to try to to emulate it i don't know man i'm so happy that toby mcguire and andrew garfield decided to do this the the on-screen presence and chemistry between the three characters was amazing it felt like they were brothers um, they talk about that openly, like, hey, man, I've never had a brother, but this is this is amazing. It's super cool. And it's a must-watch movie, y'all. You have to watch it. Get out to the theater. Watch it. I'm going to give Ray a couple days to just get his wits together and get this code over with. Then we're going to have a conversation and go ham. Um, we're not going to talk about the... Um, the after credit scenes, we'll leave it for that conversation. Uh, so stay tuned, y'all. Overall, the movie's amazing. All three Spider-Men were great. The villains, with the exception of Sandman and the Lizard, which were kind of just there for the most part, um, were fun. There's a couple negatives. Uh, not many, but there are a couple. We'll talk about it you know, on the next edition here. But I appreciate you guys stopping by. It's been a long time. I promise content more regularly it's it's tough but i'm gonna stay on it i appreciate you listening make sure you subscribe if you haven't follow our channels um next one will be a podcast and a youtube so make sure you do that end of the day spider-man's gonna break a ton of records y'all i broke 
single day record for a Thursday opening. We believe it's going to be close between that and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, I believe it was. But I expect Friday through Sunday to be absolutely insane. And you're going to start seeing spoilers. And we're going to have great and giant conversations. The Spider-Verse is real now. It's It exists. Sony better not mess it up. The MCU is better for it. We got a glimpse of other villains and heroes. And now it's time for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And that movie's going to be amazing. I can feel it in my bones, y'all. All right, thanks for stopping by. Stay nerdy. We appreciate y'all. Have a good night.